All right. Hello, everyone. I'm Karis Templeman of the Hoover Institution at Stanford University, and I'm here with Russell Xiao of the Global Taiwan Institute, and we're talking about Taiwan security issues today. And Russell, uh, big news uh, the last couple of days is the headline uh, cover image of The Economist uh, names Taiwan as the most dangerous place in the world. And as somebody who works almost full time on Taiwan issues, Wanted to get your reaction to that. Do you think? Do you feel dangerous, Russell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cars. I mean, being uh, I'm in Washington D.C. right now, I have to say, right. say that I'm I, I don't. But you know, but <laughs> I think having you know really um, examined uh, and, and and studied uh, you know Taiwan uh, issues for most of my professional career, um, I have to say that you know uh, in a sort of unscientific way, if you just look on social media. And the response uh, to that economist uh, headline, uh, with you know just normal everyday people, um, you know showing pictures of you know the um, of the, the the peaceful atmosphere, the the food, the uh, the people playing on the playgrounds and going about their daily lives, and um, you know I, I think you know it really sort of just. Um, really just puts to rest the idea that somehow uh, Taiwan is, in fact, the most dangerous place in the world, as, econ as the economist describes it. Now, that being said, I, I do think, you know, that there are, you know, reasons why um, the threat to Taiwan's national security is growing, right? And I think this is reflected both in you know, sort of testimonies provided by, you know, serious military planners um, concerned about, you know, really the, um, the growing imbalance in the Taiwan Strait. And, and, uh, and we can go into that in, in much greater detail. But I, I do think the headline is, 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 is a little bit over the top in terms of uh, its um, sensationalizing of the, of the, uh, of the threats uh, over Taiwan. Yeah, yeah, I had a similar reaction. I thought, um, it's it's a little bit analogous to saying that the the super volcano under Yellowstone National Park is the most dangerous volcano in the world. Like <laughs> in theory, you know, it could erupt in the next hundred thousand years, and if it does, it depopulates half the U.S. Yeah, that's really dangerous. Um, but the volcanoes around the world that you worry about right now are not Yellowstone. They're in you know Alaska or Hawaii or Indonesia or the Philippines and so on and so forth. And so yeah. we can come up with easily a half dozen other places around the world that are much more concerning hotspots in the short run at right. least. Um, so I thought the, the cover of that uh, issue was a little bit trolling myself. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you read into the briefing, uh, there is a pretty balanced analysis and it does do a good job, I think, of breaking down the key issues that um, in particular, the military balance across the strait really has shifted and that the U.S. Uh, Indo-Pacific Command itself, and they're the ones uh, kind of producing the really alarmist headlines uh, are really concerned that they might not be able to respond effectively to a Chinese invasion of Taiwan. And so I wondered uh, if I could get your thoughts on that. How, do you think the U.S. is prepared to respond today? And, and are they, um, uh, if they're not, what uh, does Taiwan and the United States need to do to uh, increase our ability to coordinate and respond? Yeah, Carlos. I mean, that's an excellent question. I think that's one that you know, um, you know, we grapple with, and analysts that you know that we work with continuously. Um, 
you know, look at and think about um, you know, our colleagues, right? Just you. Um, and so, um, <clears throat> you know, I look, I mean, I think it's you know, trying to predict um, uh, when a and and whether a military invasion would occur is is, is arguably a very very difficult uh, endeavor. Um, setting aside sort of the um, the eminence of the of the question, I, I do think you know the, the threat you know in, uh, to Taiwan is indisputably you know growing, and it has to do with the imbalance of the uh, in, in the Taiwan Strait. It has to do with you know uh, looking out over you know the 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 immediate near term, mid term years, and, and and making sure that you know. Um, the United States is maintaining the capacity to resist the use of force. And I think there, you know, it, it goes into a, a bigger and broader and, and, and very impactful question of whether or not, not only are, are we preparing for, but are we f- providing the necessary funding uh, that would enable, um, you know, uh, the U.S. to resist the use of force. And that not only the U.S., but also, uh, you know, bringing along, um, you know, allies and partners and, and certainly uh, make sure that Taiwan is uh, making the necessary investments in preparation. So I think we look at that holistically. Um, you know, there, 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 I think there is a, a, a very important question uh, that we have to address here. Yeah. Um, so do you think Taiwan is doing the right thing on their defense right now? Well, I think the overall defense concept, you know, gets it in the right direction. Um, and that, you know, that investing in asymmetric uh, capabilities are going to be essential to uh, to to ensure that you know it is able to um, blunt the sort of the the the, the immediate uh, military threat. Uh, but it has to be it has to be more than that, right? It has to be both 